0: All right. News roundup and information overload Hour. Sean Hannity show 800 941. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Look, we talked about then the last half hour. I mean, these numbers are chilling. What's happening with the economy is chilling. What's happening on the world stage is chilling. You know, things are collapsing. It's, it's Afghanistan is a disaster. Taiwan and China are a disaster. You know, Russia gets Nord Stream 2 and we're firing, uh, Keystone XL pipeline. Workers that get paid a lot of money, high paying specialty career jobs, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Many of those jobs lost just with the stroke of a pen. And then you look at, okay, well, now a a headline on Yahoo Finance stakes could soon become uh, a champagne like luxury. You know, out of stock items are plaguing grocery delivery services. They can't get, you know, with now with the supply chain hiccups that nobody's fixing, we, can't, we, have, we literally have ships waiting ashore for weeks, if not months, to unload the, the goods and services that we take for granted are going to be in our stores every day. I mean, the, the component shortage for automobiles and boats and equipment, it, it is ruining even the farming industry, for example. Global food prices now at their highest level in a decade. The cost of meat, poultry, fish, eggs... In the U.S. is up nearly 20 percent. Walmart, Costco now forced to limit toilet paper sales. Toy companies telling parents that kids are not going to have their Christmas gifts in time because of the backlog at ports and rail yards and roads. I mean, then you have the chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, saying it's also frustrating to see the bottlenecks and problems are not getting better. Gee, you think you think they're not getting better? I mean, regulations on the trucking industry have now driven supply chain issues further. Oil prices now up above 80 bucks a barrel. Natural gas prices are setting records of time. You feel it every time you go to the pump. Everything you buy that is delivered by a truck, you're paying more for. That's pretty much everything you buy, period. Inflation across the board. You know, now we're getting lectures by Heinz, their CEO, that you better get ready for higher prices because this is now the future. Now you're getting one article after another from The Wall Street Journal to Zero Hedge uh, to The Guardian to Axios all warning uh, about stagflation. If you haven't lived through the 70s, trust me, it's bad. You know, America's broken supply chain. It's impacting everybody. Now we have Walmart, Costco, Home Depot. They're, They're resorting to private charters. To, to keep their store shelves stocked and ready to go to, to, to take care of their customers. I got to give them a lot of credit for doing that. The shortage of gasoline and energy worldwide, that's worsening as well. By the way, self inflicted by Biden, supply and demand crisscross and dictate the price of everything. We have now artificially reduced the world supply. Well, you don't need an MIT degree or Harvard Business School degree to figure out, oh, you artificially reduced. You know, America's energy independence. Now we're dependent. You've, the demand remains constant. You've taken a big chunk of the world supply off the world market. Now prices are soaring. I mean, it's all of this is here to stay. But don't worry, they're going to want to look at your domestic terrorism tendencies if you go to a school board meeting because you don't like some of the curriculum or the draconian COVID measures that are being used against kids. IRU, every transaction, $600, Biden's IRS. They'll be monitoring everything you spend, everything you do, every penny you take out. This is going to be a recession, likely worse if this happens. Cotton, I know you don't think a lot about cotton, but it just hit a 10-year high. How is that? And why would Joe Biden give Putin a waiver for his pipeline? Why are we making Russia rich again as he provides the lifeblood of the world's economy to our western european allies we should be providing that anyway joe concha is here he's talked about this and a lot more but like the candidate protection program the media protects joe biden all things biden what's up sir
1: it's amazing right if, imagine if he had the same press sean and i'm well hope you're well uh, that the previous president had, as far as Donald Trump and the hostility. It's more hospitable with Joe Biden. But uh, I don't know if you saw Mr. Biden's public schedule today, but basically he had one event at 8.45 in the morning. It was virtual, so he didn't have to go anywhere. And that's it. That, that was his day after a three-day weekend where he also did nothing. So while all these crises that you just laid out are happening, the president simply is not working in any capacity and and here are his numbers now because people are noticing even with the favorable uh press coverage that we're seeing biden coming into office was plus 13 with independence in other words he was 13 points higher in approval than disapproval he's now minus 23 in a matter of 10 months that is a 33 point swing with the voters that decide elections in places like michigan wisconsin pennsylvania so I don't know, even know what to say at this point. I, I've never seen a presidency go this badly so quickly where you just laid it out. We live in a more expensive country right now because of inflation. We live in a less safe country because of crime. We live in a country that does not have a border currently at the U.S. southern border and 2.3 million people are going to come into this country illegally this year. That's the equivalent to the, the population of Houston, which is our fourth largest populated city. And then finally, obviously, Afghanistan is a big mess. And then put on top of that what's going on in our educational system and the pushing of things like you can add china to to the mix
0: yeah you can add afghanistan as you said to the mix. add all of it there's nothing going well here and i don't see any hope or signs of any improvement you know nancy pelosi literally telling the press today well well you could do a better job of selling biden's economic plan did you hear this let me play it for you
2: Our latest CBS News poll shows that only about 10% of Americans describe themselves as knowing
3: a lot of specific things that are in the reconciliation package and that the majority don't know anything at all. So do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this if ultimately you have to... Well, I think you
2: all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you, because every time I come here, I go through the list... Family medical leave, climate, the, the issues that are in there. and um, But it is true, it is hard to break through when you have such a comprehensive package. But it is a, a vast bill, it has a lot in it, and we'll have to continue to make sure the public does. But whether they know it or not, they overwhelmingly
0: support it. No, they don't support it, Joe Concha. Polls are showing it's a disaster to the American people.
1: And that's the best. She's telling reporters that you should be selling this better for us. she can't believe that this isn't getting completely and totally favorable coverage. But again, I mentioned that inflation is at a 30-year high right now. So the solution is to spend trillions of more dollars, new dollars. You put that into the economy, I'm pretty sure it weakens the dollar even further. And you look at the people, Sean, that are in charge of certain things in this government. So, for example, Kamala Harris is in charge of the border. And there's this big meeting with, with Blinken, the secretary. To stay down in Mexico to, I guess, address the core problems or whatever. And, and Kamala isn't even invited, or she doesn't go. She's in New Jersey instead, and and she's talking about space exploration with child actors. I mean, you can't make this up, right? Literally, the name of the production company that put together this YouTube video for Kamala, as far as space exploration, is called Sinking Ship Entertainment. I mean, boy, does that capture the moment or what? And then supply chain—that is going to be the big story of the last three months, if, from my estimation, in the media as far as something that impacts every American like you talked about before who's in charge there? Pete Buttigieg right? He is the Secretary of Transportation you know what his experience was going into this? He was Mayor of South Bend, friggin Indiana which has 100,000 people in their population, has no rail no airport, and something like one bus station, and he's in charge of fixing this problem, and then I look at the media coverage of Buttigieg, and know what they're talking about? How he just became a new father now, how difficult it is to raise twins, I can't make this up, so yeah, that that's why everybody feels so hopeless right now, because the people in charge, whether it's Biden, Harris, Buttigieg, Blinken, you name it, no one seems to be capable of doing their jobs at this point. I have no trust that there's a savior within this administration that can say, here's how we should be doing things, guys, because that person doesn't exist.
0: And what what happens next? We already have a worker shortage. I mean, there's one interesting statistic that came out, I think it was, what, four point three billion people and this this was on the cover of Drudge and I'm sitting there I'm like this is this can't possibly be true because four point three million workers quit their jobs in a month. They're not they don't care. Now you've got the mandate issue which is resulting in thousands and thousands of members of our military. They don't show any interest at all whatsoever in getting the jab. I'm forget about the COVID, the right, the wrong of it or what they decide in consultation with their doctor. But it's also happening with police officers. It's also happening with teachers. It's happening. Look look at Southwest Airlines and the battle over the pilots in spite of the comments of the CEO, which I didn't find particularly truthful in my view. Um, it's obvious what's going on here. You've got a massive rebellion. What impact is all that going to have on the economy?
1: I'll focus on the, uh, the the police part first, because it's funny. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. He's been a police officer for more than 20 years. He wanted to work into his 50s because he liked his job. And over the last year or two, he has become completely demoralized because he sees the way that he's portrayed in the media, he and his fellow police officers. He sees how we allow these riots to happen uh, in, the, in these cities, and, and, and our leaders don't seem to do anything about it. They almost cheer it on in some level. Level. They march with Black Lives Matter, for example. They never stand behind the cops. I mean, we're not talking about every mayor in every town, obviously, but at least the Democratic ones, and he works in a Democratic city. So he's going to retire now. He's going to take his pension and and go home and, and, and try something else, perhaps, because he is completely demoralized at this point because the way he is portrayed and his fellow officers are portrayed. So, that yeah, that's one big problem, and that's why you see this huge spike in crime in, in these cities, and on top of not enforcing the laws in the books, right? And then as far as our economy, I mean, I would kill for a Jimmy Carter president presidency right now. I was kind of young at the time, but I've read enough about it. But boy, does it mirror it, right? Stagflation, like you mentioned, the Middle East, that's a complete catastrophe. But at least for Carter, you you knew that you had a president that was coherent in trying to fix the problem. Here you have a president who doesn't appear to have all his faculties uh, about him and isn't even interested in fixing the problem based on his work schedule that we see every day, which is almost non-existent.
0: Oh, he's now taking 26% of the time in his presidency in Delaware. That's where he's, I guess, doing everything from Quick break, more with Joe Concha on the other side. Then your call's coming up, 800-941-SHAWN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Don't forget, Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight, Fox News Channel, as we continue. More with media contributor for the Fox News Channel, Joe Concha, also columnist for The Hill. Look at the hype cost of gasoline. New York City now, it's over $5 a gallon in some places. Same with cities in California, over 5 bucks a gallon. Now, if the supply remains artificially low because Joe Biden is giving in and caving in to the new Green Deal radical socialist, which he is, and now we have stopped the Keystone XL pipeline, they're stopping other pipelines, they've stopped exploration in Anwar, and and I never thought we'd see a president once again, after finally achieving energy independence, begging OPEC to increase production. That's exactly what they're doing, and by the way, OPEC said no. Now for now for the first time in years we'll have to really worry again about the straits of hormuz and what the iranian mullahs might do to some of these tankers in the straits now we have to worry about countries that hate our guts in the middle east providing the lifeblood of of every economy which is energy so all of this now is going to get exponentially worse as as the markets now adapt to these conditions all of which just like afghanistan just like the border These are self-inflicted wounds of Biden. Now politically, where does this, where does this end up?
1: was set five minutes into this this administration, right, five minutes after Joe Biden takes office, he signs that order to end the Keystone pipeline and any new construction to it. And, and that that was where exactly where you knew you are going to go, okay, the progressives want this, he's going to do it, didn't even think about the consequences around this. As you mentioned, gas prices hitting a seven-year high. We, we talk about raising taxes or lowering taxes on people between inflation and these gas prices going where they are. That is a tax on everybody. And the people that get hit the hardest are the low and middle class who can't absorb this. They don't have room in their. Budget. Oh well, hang
0: on, Joe. No, Joe, you're not telling the, this audience the truth because the only people that will pay a penny more in taxes, and you have Biden's word for it. Just like 13 days before he abandoned Americans, he said he wouldn't abandon a single one. Um, but Joe Biden says only Americans paying $400,000 a year or making $400,000 a year will be impacted by his tax increases. Well, the inflation tax came out. You read the New York Post. I read it every day. And when you average it out for every household in America, that's it comes to a grand total of two thousand one hundred dollars a year in the Biden inflation tax and that inflation tax is about to get bigger. You get the last 30 seconds.
1: You got it. Uh, look, I'm going to praise a Clinton here, and his name is Bill Clinton. And in 1996, he did something extremely shrewd, which was he saw what he was doing in his first term. It wasn't working, right? So he said, you know what? i got to change. i got to pivot. I'll work with Newt Gingrich. I will end the welfare state and big government as we know it. And Clinton went on to win a landslide in '96. relatively. The uh, it- era
0: of big government is over. The end of welfare, as we know it, it was actually 95, not 96, but it did pave the way for his re-election. That's absolutely correct. Correct.
1: 95 and 96. Um, Joe Biden showed no ability to pivot or even change course at this point. He's going to go down this rabbit hole with the squad, and it's going to be ugly.
0: All right, Joe Concha, Fox News contributor, should have his own show on media. He's the only one that's honest in his analysis of media. Um 941 shawn is a number. Your call's coming up next uh, in the course of the program here today. First, I want to remind you, Linda, get ready. She loves Chamonix. It's like her favorite thing to talk about. Samantha from Arcadia agrees with Linda, raving about uh, Chamonix products. I love GenuCell. I love plant stem cell therapy. I've used it all over my face, under my eyes. It's cleared up the flakiness and even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked if I had, quote, work done. Nope, just GenuCell by Chamonix. Thank you. Over a million products sold to women and men, and probably the biggest advocate is Linda.
3: 100%. We're coming into the winter months. Your skin's going to get dry. You want to still look good. You're going to be outside. You know you have to use their products. They're all natural. They're affordable. They're made in America. They kept everybody hired through COVID. It's just an awesome company. they got awesome products.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, By the way, you're even going to save money. You'll see the difference yourself. 50% off their most popular packages. Just go online to Genucell.com. Now, on top of 50% off, because you listen to this program, when you go to Genucell.com, get your 50% off. Just put in the code at checkout, Sean, S-E-A-N, 30, Sean, 30, at checkout, and you get an additional 30 bucks off, and you get upgraded to free priority shipping. GenuCell.com to look your best. GenuCell.com from our friends at Chamonix. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. As promised, straight to our busy phones. Nicole is in Florida. Nicole, hi, how are you? Glad you called.
3: Hey, Sean, how are you
0: today? I'm good, ma'am. Thanks for calling.
3: Yes, sir. Um, calling about uh, fuel prices. All I hear is about gasoline. We need to talk about diesel for the truck drivers.
0: Are you a truck driver?
3: Yes, sir.
0: Um, first of all, thank you. Because if we didn't have truck drivers like you, Nicole, uh, our grocery stores would be empty. There'd be nothing on the shelves. There'd be nothing on the shelves uh, at our local drugstores. We'd have nothing in any store. No stores would be open, but for truck drivers like yourself. So thank you for what you do yeah. every day. And uh, by the way, you are paying. How much more are you paying to fill up a, a tank?
3: It just went up fifty cents a gallon within three days. Wow! And we're pay, we're paying three dollars and fifty cents a gallon. And what were you
0: paying a year ago? Two fifty. Mm-hmm. By the way, now I assume. Nicole, knowing how hard a job it is to be a truck driver, I've got to assume you're not going to take less pay. I would assume I don't know if you work for yourself or you work for a company, but I would assume that they're not going to make less money for the same work and load they have trucks to pay for. Right. Or they leased them. So they've got to they've got to pay their bills, too. So I would assume that everything you drop off at every store, every product you deliver, that. What's going to happen is it's going to cost more to ship everything. Is that a fair analysis?
3: Yes, sir. However, I uh, I I uh, I deliver sand and rock, which is DOT products for infrastructure.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you work for okay. one company? Do you drive for one company, or do you have your own rig, or what do you do?
3: Right. Yeah, I am an owner operator, so I have to pay Good for, for, for everything. You.
0: Well, no, right. I mean, but you also get to deduct it, which is a good idea. Um, I have friends of mine in the trucking business. There's really only two questions truck drivers want want answered when they're looking at a company. Number one, do you require a vaccine? And number two, do you offer a W-2? That's what I hear from my friends in the trucking business. And I'm like, no, take the 1099. You get to deduct things. Um,
3: yeah, I'm, a, but, I'm an owner-operator, so I do the 1099.
0: Right. Which is smart because you get to deduct your lunches. You get to deduct your dinners. You get to deduct, you know, if you, if you have to stop at a place and stay overnight and get a hotel room, you have to pay for that too, that you get to deduct that. Those are all part of business expenses. I'm not an accountant, but just basic fundamental knowledge. Um, so the, but the bottom line is you're not charging less. You're not making less. And the companies that you're hauling for, they're not, they're not going to take the hit. Also, so that means all of those costs are passed on to we the people. Correct?
3: Yes, sir. Yeah, the fuel has it has gone up within three days, fifty cents diesel fuel. And the reason I was calling you is because I, I listen I listened to you on one hundred four point five in Jacksonville, Florida, all day long, and Thank I you. watch Fox News and you all at, at night. And they're talking about gasoline prices. They're not talking about diesel
0: prices. Well, I've been talking about trucking a lot, and I just assume people know that it's diesel. But I've been saying that means everything you buy in every store you're paying more for. And I was specifically referring to people like yourself, Nicole, that deliver all of the goods and services to every store we all go to. So right. I, I've i been mentioning it mentioning it my way. I can get more specific and say it that way. But the bottom line is every single load is now costing you more and costing every place you deliver more to have it delivered. That's just a fact. Now, next exactly. question. Has has the supply chain issue impacted your work, your job, your industry? Or because you, it seems like you have a regular account, maybe it did not.
3: Yes, sir. Oh, it does. Definitely uh just say on one particular load that actually don't even get paid a fuel surcharge on now costs me, it, it, like I would get paid $290 on and you take fuel away from that. I would get, you know, after fuel, I would get $240. Now, It's costing me, or it's only paying me $155 with the cost of fuel.
0: That that cuts what you're getting paid. Listen, this is now needless suffering. Now, understand this. Supply and demand, I've explained this all day today, crisscross dictate price. You artificially reduce the supply, and the demand remains the same. You don't need to have a Harvard business degree to figure out Oh, prices are going to go up, and they're going to go up dramatically. That's what we're watching. It's,
3: sim- it's simple math.
0: It's simple math, eco one-on-one. Um, yes, anyway, sir. Nicole, I love chatting with you. God bless you. Please be safe on the road. Thank you for all you do to to put food in our stomachs and, and you know, medicines in our systems when we need it and everything else should deliver. Thank you.
3: Yes, sir, Sean. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Patty is in South Dakota. What's up, Patty? How are you? Glad you
2: called. Hi, Sean. I'm glad to be on the air. I've never done that, that before. so
0: Glad you called. Well, thank you.
2: Thank you. Um, what I wanted to bring up, Sean, and I'm sure maybe has been brought up before, um, but as I talk with people, I'm really concerned about the statement that's being made that talks about the greater good.
0: You and, mean like Anthony Fauci, you have to give up your freedoms in some instances for the greater good? Right. Or the hell with yeah. your freedoms, as some people have been saying, the hell with your freedom. No, I'm sorry. I'm not willing to give up my freedom.
2: Right. And it's such a nice, friendly, little fuzzy statement that makes you feel like normal people are like, oh, that, oh that's so nice. Oh, we're all going to contribute. And I and I talk to them and, and every time I, I mention that to somebody and I say, but don't you think that people have the individual right to choose uh what, what happens to them as long as they're not breaking the ten no, commandments? That,
0: that that mantra only works it's my body, my choice. Um, that only works if you're a liberal talking about one specific issue. It doesn't it doesn't get applied across the board. But when you really think about it, the greater you should every American should give up ninety five percent of what they make. For the greater good. You can right. use that argument on everything. I'm not willing yeah. to give up my liberty and freedom. I've given everybody every admonition I have about taking COVID seriously. I think I've been right. responsible without playing doctor because I don't have a medical degree. You know, but short of that, yeah. you know, we were told that if we got the vaccine, we were safe. So yeah. now it's a choice of every American. Yeah. And you know they didn't tell us about the breakthrough cases nor do they seem even desirous to inform people of therapeutics like monoclonal antibodies that have shown to be highly effective which is i assume why ronda santos set up the uh, monoclonal antibody centers all throughout florida and then joe biden yep. decides to ration it away when we don't even have a shortage of it he's playing politics right. with covid because right. they have a one-size-fits-all strategy and that's Everybody vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. That's all they say. Well if you well, if you have a breakthrough case, what do you do then? That's where yeah. I would suggest you talk to your doctor about monoclonal antibody treatments like regeneron. I'm not making the decision for you. I'm just telling you what I would do.
2: And 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 Sean, this is a slippery slope. This is just one item on the docket. I mean, uh it goes from there to our bank accounts to our um our taxes to our property rights I mean for the greater good you can just about start picking anything as we lose our personal liberty and rights
0: G- give up 95 percent of the money you make for the greater good start there
2: right yeah
0: that's pretty much yeah. what they want anyway that is redistribution right that is share yep. the wealth yep. that is um socialism you know yep. authoritarianism statism, yep communism, whatever name, form, manifestation, you name it, to each according to their need, from each according to their ability, for the greater good. You can use it in every capacity. Anyway, thanks, Patty. Great call from South Dakota. We appreciate you checking in. Good first-time call. Call back again. Um Ruben is in the United Socialist Utopia, as known as California. What's up, Ruben? How are you? Sean, man, I'm doing great. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, sir. Hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, me too.
4: Um, big fan of the show. First time calling ever on National Radio, so I'm a little nervous, so I'll try to try to get this out.
0: Uh, you so, sound great. What's going on? on
4: CDC, here on the CDC's website, they posted back in July that the PCR test is no longer going to be used come January 1st in 2022.
0: Okay, I did and not see that. That's the, news that's, to me.
4: Yes, and that's the exact test that we're using. At I might add, higher cycles than even Fauci himself said. Anything over thirty cycles to thirty-five cycles will give you a hundred percent positive, a negative, uh, a false positive test. And we're yeah, using. Listen, that there's definitely of instances
0: of a false positive. I mean, look at for example right. what happened with the ladies of the View. You know, in the middle of the show, they they were asked to leave the set, and they were told they had tested positive. Turns out they weren't positive. So that would be, you know, perfect example of what you're saying. Uh, I am looking. Yeah. Lab alert, changes to CDC, PCR, SARS testing. Yeah. yeah, you're right about all of that.
4: Yes. Oh, of course, yes. It's an information warrant. That's, that's our ammo. We have to have the right proper info. You know, this is a... Uh, You know, as far as I'm concerned, it seems like a little criminal takeover. We keep asking ourselves how these people are able to rationale all the decisions they're making. It doesn't make sense. Well, we're not thinking quite like they are now, are we? And, you know, everything your other callers were mentioning and and you, too, about, you know, the supply chain issues and all that stuff, it's all, you know, the great reset, COVID-19, Klaus Schwab, the chairman and founder of the world economic forum. I mean, they had a meeting in Davos last year about this very topic. You know, we're kind of late to the game. They've been on it. And one more point I wanted to bring up about that PCR test is that we're using those numbers to justify all these lockdowns and, and the destruction of our nation. And they're running the thresholds way higher than the recommended threshold, even by the inventor, Kerry Mullis himself. He said his test should never be used to detect for any infectious disease, especially at anything over 30 amplifications. And that's from... All I know is,
0: the PCR test that I know... And, you know, I've had more tests than I could shake a stick at, uh, like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. But, but actually a friend of mine had a breakthrough case and he had it confirmed by a lab, but he used an Abbott home test. Now it's not FDA approved, but Uh it was accurate in his case. And I've heard from other people that it's about 98, 99% accurate. Uh, if you want to look into that, uh, look, the CDC, if if we're, if we're to go back the last two years and just scour the CDC site, from start to finish, and all the contradictions, and and in, that they have sent out there. One day it's don't wear a mask. The next day it's one mask, two masks, three. You know, it just never stops changing because they screwed this up as bad as you can possibly screw it up, and that's why you know I think I think this plays a big role in people's vaccine hesitancy and resistance. Why should we trust you? You got everything else wrong. I think that's the mindset of many, many people. And, you know, or I'll take, I'll take my chances with monoclonal antibodies only if I need it. Now you can argue, well, at that point, you're sort of getting the virus within your system, but you would have already caught the virus, which is the only reason you'd get the infusion. So, um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens. I'll tell you that. I mean, when you have so many people in the military saying no to the mandate, teachers saying no, truck drivers saying no, police officers saying no, everybody saying no. What's going to happen then on top of the the bad state of the economy that we've been discussing pretty much all day today? All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, We've got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. I mean, there's so much of a disaster. Look at the economy, a disaster. The cost of everything going through the roof. Supply chain, disaster. Energy policy, disaster. Afghanistan, disaster. Uh, The communist Chinese in Taiwan, a disaster. Our border, a disaster. COVID, a disaster. Energy independence given up, and it's now impacting the entire world. A disaster. I told told you it's a disaster. Anyway, that's 9 Eastern tonight. Please set your uh, DVR. 9 Eastern, Hannity on Fox. Uh, Lindsey Graham, by the way, down at the border doing a special report. They tried to clean it up so he would not have a visual of what they didn't want him to see. Don Jr. tonight. Mark Meadows tonight. Pete Hegseth tonight. Joe Concha. Miranda Devine. 9 Eastern, news you won't get from the mob, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow, you make this show possible. We never forget it.